Hey, man. How are you? Good morning, man. I'm doing well. Let's chat real estate investment. Uh, this is something that we're both personally excited about. We have personal goals. We have professional goals. We help clients navigate investments. Uh, talk to me about, talk to me where your passion comes from this. Um, why do you get pumped to help people with it? And why are you, why are you excited to get into this side of the business personally as well? Yeah, I think a lot of people right now are trying to figure out what's what investment strategy do we do we choose? Is it um, the stock market? Well, it's not doing the best at the moment. Is it um, is it gold and silver? A lot of people are going to that because as inflation increases, the value of the dollar goes down, which means that people want to put their money in something that is safe, something that yeah. is not associated with the dollar. They can make sure they retain their investment and it increases in value. And people are looking at real estate. Uh, I love real estate because people always need housing. Mm -hmm. So as the market goes up and down, what do people still need? Well, they still need commodities, food, water, housing. Um, and as rates go up too, that also drives up the rental market as well, because as it's less affordable to purchase, it forces more people to rent, which means that rental values are only going to go up. So what's that do for the debt holder, the person who is the investor? Well, it's really good because it means they get a higher return on their investment with those rentals, more cash flow. So I think there's a lot to, to like about real estate. And I think it's, uh, it's been something that has been proven and people come keep coming back to. Yeah. Yeah. It's the most popular investment method in, in the United States of America. And there's a reason it's been that way for a very, very long time and will continue to be. So man, I have a couple questions. If you don't mind being quizzed, um, a lot of, a lot of this whole thing starts out with strategy. Right. Like if you're looking at this, we could talk about how how to as agents connect with investors, how to find investors, how to how to service those clients, how to help them find off market deals, how to help them find cash flowing opportunities. Um, I'd rather start this out talking about investment strategy. I think it's more fun to talk about it personally if you're talking about it from the investor mindset, because uh, I think a lot of the people that are listening to this podcast are not necessarily already in this doing it, they're thinking, how can I get started doing it? And a lot of agents who listen as well are going to be thinking, yeah, maybe I can go out there and find an investors, but I'm also passionate about doing this myself. Yeah. So there's a bunch of different strategies out there on how to, how to uh, focus your finances on, on like it's passive. Um, well, it's all mostly, you yeah, passive income from rent fixer-uppers, um, property type, like all that stuff. There's so many different things. What is your strategy on investing? How do you advise clients and how would you advise someone getting started? What's well, a big question? A um, huge question, yeah. It's, it's, a, it's a massive question. What It really boils down to that individual client's needs uh, and what they're looking to accomplish. Uh, um, I, I think for... Most investors um, in this market, they're still hoping to get a bit of cash flow. So what I mean by that is their mortgage 
theoretically would be a little bit less than what um, somebody would be willing to pay in rent. So that difference, that cash flow can be used to repair the property, maintain it, and maybe even um, count some of that uh, income as uh, some of that revenue as income. So there's there's a number of different ways that you can look at it. Do you want it to cash flow? Do you are you not worried about cash flow and you're more so just focused on appreciation? Right. But as far as just getting into it, um, if you know I'm talking to somebody that is our age, and let's say they're a homeowner, right? They purchased a home and it's like, Luke, I know we gotta put 20% down on a property for an investment property, which which you do. Yep. Um how do we get into it? 20K on 300,000 is a lot of money. You know, how do we, how do we come up with this? 20% on 300,000, yeah. 20, 20% on 300,000 is a lot of money, right? So one way that you could get into it is if you have owned a home for an extended period of time, mm-hmm. you can actually take the equity out of your personal property yep. through the means of a cash out refinance uh, or HELOC, um, and you can apply that money to purchase an investment property. And that's a way that you can kickstart this. Uh, I know for anybody who's purchased over the last few years, there's a lot. Most people are sitting on a lot of appreciation. Yeah, there's so much equity out there because of how quickly the market- A lot of equity. Last couple of years, yeah, yeah. A lot of equity. I read a majority of Americans now have a mortgage amount that's less than 50% of the value of their home. Right. It's incredible. That's yeah, really amazing. So, I mean, we're seeing in some markets appreciation of you know fifteen percent, twenty percent. Yeah, and that directly translates to the equity that you have in your home, uh, and the and the money that is available to to withdraw. And you can do you can make renovations your home with that money. You can upgrade it. You can purchase investment properties. Yeah, I mean, there's there's so many things that you can do with it. So that that's a huge um, method that a lot of clients that we're working with are, are considering as they're thinking about taking that step. Mm. Mm. So how do you do it successfully in this market? And I keep lobbing these, <laughs> these crazy questions at you, but it's a good thing to talk about because it's, it's tough. It's tough right now. We just ran a simulation um, on a listing we have coming up to see if it would cash flow and cash flow Cash flow is something that for me, if I'm investing, I want to see some type of cash flow going on. I, I, it doesn't have to be crazy, just enough to pay the maintenance on the property, the maintenance and, and all the taxes. Upkeep, everything yep. that I do. Yeah. Yeah. All the upkeep. So when we were looking at this, at this property, we were, we would have to buy it at market value. We'd have to buy it at market value. There was very little improvement that we could actually do to it to make it appreciate a lot more, right? Besides new paint and maybe some new kitchen appliances, there wasn't too much to do to this one. And market rent only barely would clear us on the um, on all the expenses. So it didn't really cash flow. And I, I looked at that. Hey, I'll personally, it made me a little defeated. It's like, oh, I've had this goal for this year. I would love to pick up an investment property is this not the time to do it? Because it, I, looking at these numbers, and it already is confirming, right? It's this confirmation bias of, wow, now the market is just not friendly to this. Maybe I just need to hold off. Rates are killing me. 
Yeah, I mean rates are rates are huge. It it definitely cuts into cash flow. Uh, you're you're paying more with um, a secondary, a non owner occupied uh, property as compared to an owner occupied as far as rates go. Right. So that's going to cut into your your cash flow. Um, one bank we were looking at it was a seven and today today September fifteenth. So this this will this could change like it could change today. <clears throat> but at, at the local bank we were looking at, it changed it from a primary from a seven and a quarter rate to eight percent. It was an eight percent rate if you're buying a non-primary residence. Yeah, and rates went up what yesterday, right? I think I think they went up yesterday. Yeah. 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 So I mean, your your question your question is valid. Is is it is it a good time to buy an investment property? Right. So. You know, I I bring it. If somebody asks were to ask me that question, I ask them, well, what is your model? What 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 model are you looking at? Right. What model? Because it's a vehicle to build wealth. And how do you want to build wealth? Mm-hmm. And are you in the financial position mm-hmm. where you're not worried so much about cash flow, but you're you're more so looking at that appreciation? Mm-hmm. Um, and is that the vehicle that you're 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 primarily utilizing to to build your wealth? So I think as far as, and we were saying this yesterday, as far as finding a deal, you're not going to find many deals in this market. And when we say deals, we're talking about finding a property that's under market value. Right. 10, 20, 25% under market value. Exactly. Because uh, if you think about it, why, why would an investor or why would, why would a seller you know, list their property drastically under market value? I mean, yeah. they want to get as much for the property as, as physically possible. So they'll probably list it as close to market value as possible. Yeah. And because <laughs> investors, and I, I've noticed this in sold properties, if you run the numbers and we have, and we can share it in a few minutes, we have a spreadsheet that would help us figure out if a property cash flows or not. And when I run this on sold properties, I'm seeing they're selling at a point where it's almost impossible. I can't talk today. Almost impossible to see any cash flow. So I think investors are, they're starting to change. And, and Jeff has talked about this back when people used to not worry about cash flow so much because At they all. knew their money. Yeah, they knew their money would come in the form of appreciation in that property. So if you could hang on to it for long enough and maintain the property in a couple of years, it would appreciate. I think that mentality is coming back on the investment side because people know properties went up. We And we know in our marketplace, they went up an average of 15%. In the past year, so if you could hang on to this two, three, four, five years, maybe it's not cash flowing. You're you're out of pocket a couple thousand bucks a year, but oh my goodness, in appreciation and equity, you've just made a lot of money. And and using something like a HELOC, if if rates continue to go oh, up, equity line of credit. Yeah, using a HELOC, you could pull you could pull cash out of these properties, and if if the finances work. You pull that equity out and you put it into the next one, or you take that equity out and improve them, and even you know further um, build the value of, of the property. So there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of options out there for investors, and I think strategy is is looking a bit different than it did just two three years ago. Yeah, so I think more than ever, um, if you are looking to purchase an investment property. You want to find and work with a team that is familiar with the marketplace. Yeah. Somebody who um, is is hyper local to a degree. They have a lot of um, 
buyers and sellers in their database. Yeah. When you have a lot of buyers and sellers in a database, you hear of a lot of things. You hear of a lot of uh, potential listings prior to them even hitting the market. With a, with a team like us and the volume of calls that we make, we hear of a lot of um, different scenarios where sellers are financially in trouble. They're really motivated. They, they, they're approaching foreclosure. So these are the types of things that investors are looking for because it's a win-win. If an investor can get a property at um, under market value, and then by that seller having that property taken off their plate and they can avoid foreclosure, um, they can avoid um, going bankrupt. So they're saved on that front. And now the investor has a deal that cash flows and everybody wins. Yeah. So ultimately, if you're looking for investment properties, you want to work with a team who um, is is familiar with them, number one, and, and, and knows how they... Um, you know, what investors are looking for. And number two, they got to find the deal. They got to know how to find the deal uh, and, and strategically approach that. Yeah. Mm. And I will add, I think there's there's a lot of people um, who are in a position where they're, you know, they're approaching um, foreclosure. They feel underwater. They feel stressed out as inflation um, has been, you know, hovering around six, 7% over the last few years, that makes it even more difficult for homeowners. Yeah. Therefore, there's a lot of people who can barely purchase groceries, let alone, you know, pay their mortgage, Yeah, you know? Yeah. So I think there's a lot of opportunity approaching for, for investors. Mm. And we have seen an uptick on those defaults, on those mortgage defaults for the first time in, in many, many, many months, people are, people are starting to default at a higher rate. And historically, it's, I believe, I think that they projected 10%. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to remember the number off the top of my head, but I believe that the number was almost 10% higher than it was last year. So it's, it's not, it's still not a lot. Um, but there yeah, are- a lot of that is because of the repayment of PPP loans, which were, were <laughs> due this year. <clears throat> yep. Yep. Wow, look at this. This is so interesting. So you you get conflicting information out there. Um, and that's something we talked about at the beginning of this podcast before we before we hopped on and started the call. It was like, we try to source the information we talk about on the podcast. There is so much conflicting information out there. And it's hard to even believe, even the most reputable of sources it, it can be totally, it can be totally contrary to what we're seeing in our market. So it's hard to talk about, it's hard to talk about real estate news as a national thing because it's, it varies so much in different markets. In it's our hyper-local. Market, it's so yep. hyper-local. Yep. Yeah. Yep. I'd be curious to know, man, what, what the default rate is in our area, because we have a great market where there's a lot of cash, a lot of jobs, a lot of healthcare, there's a, there's a lot of different, there's a lot of different big businesses that, that do operate in our area. So I wouldn't be surprised if our default rate is a lot lower than, than different than obviously other markets out there. So uh, there are other ways, there are other ways of finding great opportunities. And um, one of the, one of the methods that we have come back to 
in this market. It, and it, it doesn't work for everybody. It doesn't work in all situations. But one of the ones that's popular is going out and finding properties that have been sitting on the market for a while that need yes. a lot of work and getting a lender involved who's excellent and an expert with, constru with construction loans. And then if the, if the numbers can crunch, getting that investment property under the market value because no one else wants to touch it, having, having that investment loan to increase the value of the property, whether it's a long-term hold or a flip, we do have lenders out there that can help with that. So it doesn't work in all instances. And the full disclaimer is it doesn't work in all, in all scenarios, but it is a cool tool in our toolkit. Yeah, absolutely. So there's, so there's optimism out there, man, taking it back to mindset. Like there's, there's optimism that can be had and, and people are successful at investments. I, I have a client that I've worked with on a couple deals to mostly help him fill his, his, his units. He's at 30, I think it was at 33 doors and the guy's in his late twenties. Like it's incredible. It's incredible what people can accomplish if they put their mind to this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it becomes even, um, I don't know if easier is the right word. I don't like that word. Nothing good is easy, but it becomes, um, uh, the, the floodgates are open once you have a couple of real estate properties, yeah. um, non -occup owner occupied properties, because you can take that cash, the equity that you have in those homes, that's compounding. Now you have three, four, five properties. Equity is building, you know, 15%, 10, 15% per year. Yeah. You can take some of that money out and tax-free through a 1031 exchange, you can apply that money towards the purchase of another property and not pay capital gains tax if it's a like-kind property. Yeah. So there's just there's so much um opportunity once you actually have some investment properties to work with. The hardest thing is buying that first property. It is getting man. the ball rolling because that's all your own. Typically, that comes directly from your saving account, savings account. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. That's yeah. that. You got to get that 20% down. You know, you're looking at 70K. So it's that first one that's hard. But like anything else, it gets a little bit easier and you have um, a way more of a, of a path for scaling. Once yeah. you have more properties. Yeah. So when people are, when people listening are, are hearing all this, like, okay, great. Luke and Jason are talking about investment properties. I'd like to do this. I, I really don't know where to start. I don't know what to do to get the ball rolling on this. What do you suggest they do? It's like this big, huge, this big, huge idea. I don't know where to start with this. What do they do, man? Who well, do I, do? well, I mean, <laughs> if you really, if you really want to boil it down, you got to look at where is your money going? Okay. You say you want an investment property uh, or or maybe even, Luke, investment properties. What the frick are you talking about? I want to just buy a house. I can even barely afford my rent. Okay. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's most people. So look, look at where your money's going. Take a good hard look at your credit card bill. And and start scratching off the things that you don't need and, and itemize that and put that on paper. You know, if you need to get rid of credit cards and go just to do it to a debit card or you want to start paying in cash like Dave Ramsey recommends, do it. Do whatever it takes. But you got to focus on you got to focus on saving, 
seeing debits and credits, where money's going in, where money's going out, and you got to focus there. Yeah. Um, and, and and oftentimes, if you're not thinking in terms of um, every penny that I spend is a penny that's taken away from putting that in towards an investment or enhancing mm-hmm. my goals, you're yeah. not thinking about it at all. Yeah. You know? Yeah. So it's it doesn't easier. mean anything to you. It's so you're just going to sit there with five grand in your account and it's never going to compound, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. or it's so much easier to like buy the new car, sign yep. your name on the big lease. Yep. Because it's like, I don't have this clear goal in my mind and, and we can help you with that. If you, if you're interested in creating a goal and talking strategy on this stuff, we'd love to hear from you. Reach out to us. We'd love to chat. Because it, that excites so us, small, man. Yeah, it really excites us. Yeah, somebody come up with a plan and a strategy that works for them, and that way you can envision in your mind: this is where I want to go. This is what I want to do. Here's how I'm going to get there. I'm going to watch my. I'm going to watch my spending. I'm going to save, and even if it is just five thousand dollars a year, and yep. you put it in a high yield checking account, or you put it in a CD, or you you put it in a mutual fund that you can liquidate in in a couple of years without a ton of expense. It's like. There are, there are options out there to get you up to that point where you can start building that passive income and creating wealth for your family. There is totally, there is totally a path, even in this yes. place with strategy yes. like us, you can get there. Absolutely. And, you know, this is, this is something I'm passionate about is, you know, helping a, a buyer who really has no, um, no real knowledge as far as how to to have traction and move forward. They feel like they're in a bad financial position, credit card debt, whatever it is. Yeah. I always tell to friends or people that have approached me, um, please come to us. We want to help you. It's never too early to inquire about how to make this home purchasing process a reality. It's never too early. And we have lenders that are willing to help you create a plan as well to to um, lower your, your DTI, your debt to income ratio, increase your, your credit score. We'll help you create a plan for saving. We want to do anything that we can and, and never never feel like you can't reach out or that's something that's a waste of our time. No. That's part of our job. Yeah, it's part of our job. Love it. We, and we take pride in helping people have success. I love it, man. That's that's our mindset. And that ends another episode of the Momentum Mindset Podcast. Freaking love that, man. That was that was a fun one. Um, I'm pumped. I'm pumped about it. And I think part of part of the reason I like talking about it is I know the more that we talk about this stuff, the more and more likely it becomes that we actually do this. Like we personally oh, yeah. hit our goals. Yeah, we're, I mean, we're Exactly. We we were talking about it yesterday, kind of in the process of analyzing different investment opportunities. You know, I'm I'm 26, and um, you know, I look at it in my mindset. I said, why don't I have 10 properties already? You know, but if you have that mentality, you're never gonna move forward. You gotta start somewhere. You know, yeah. Yeah. so it's uh it's exciting stuff for me too man it's exciting man and there's it, it there's this little voice that same voice you're talking about it's always in the back of my mind too it's like now's not the time it's not safe the market's not right you're gonna risk all this money they're gonna what if it goes what if like the what ifs start to stack up i'm realizing that i'm hearing and, and hey no knock on anybody that can be very true and it, it is not always the right move to go out and, and take risks this is a personal thing. It's a personal decision. Hundred percent. But but I am hearing that from everybody. <laughs> I'm hearing it from people in their fifties, and I, and we heard it when the market was less competitive, and we hear it when it's competitive now. But 
there's always a reason not to do this stuff. And I was, I was reading a book. I was reading a book that was talking about that mindset of getting kind of stuck in this. It's gotta be perfect. I gotta, I gotta have the perfect deal in front of me. I have to have the perfect business to buy in front of me. I have to have the perfect job opportunity to jump. I have to have, and like the perfect start to stack up and then you don't do anything. Hmm. So to kind of like cap it off here and, and finish this on, on mindset, it's like, it's, there's never going to be a perfect time to do this stuff for most people. And no, those successful no. ones do it anyway. It's so true, man. It's, it's overcoming those obstacles, not allowing what's in front of us and, and that negativity to hold us back. Yeah, man. Because there's always going to, it's never an opportune time. You can always make excuses for inaction. We got to take action. We want to be action takers in our yeah. business in our personal lives. Uh, in a spiritual sense, we are action takers, you know? That gets me pumped, man. Yeah, we are action takers. We're going to do this. We're going to do this. And we're not saying it because we want to sell you a house, <laughs> sell you an investment property. We're saying because we really believe it and we want to live, we want to live it too. So that's what we're that's what we're working on. And we're we're in that mindset. And and man, we get the privilege of working in this space, talking about helping clients with it. Um, so the know-how isn't what the know-how isn't what holds us back. And if that's the thing that's holding you back, let's, let's chat, let's connect. Um, and it's amazing, man, how many agents out there who sell hundreds, plural homes and don't own a home, don't have an investment property that don't really believe in this, uh, in, in this model of, of becoming wealthy and I mean, yeah. it's the perfect time thing that holds them back. I, so many reasons and variables there. Yeah, and we need to do another podcast on this too, investment properties, because there's so many things that we even skipped over. Um, <laughs> oh my there, there's yeah. there's there's so many ways that you can do this where you can actually live in one unit, ran out the other. It's called a house hack. You have the express intent of living there for one year. You don't have to put 20% down. You can yep. move out. It can become an investment property. There's so many ways to do this. The yep. point is, you just have to take action. And the first step in taking action is getting informed and, and knowing what your possibilities and what your options are. Yeah, I love it. I love it. All right, man, let's chat. We'll do part two next week. That's what we're going to do. Next Friday, we're going to do part two where we're going to get into more specifics. We're going to talk FHA. We're going to talk about house hacking. We're going to talk about all this stuff. Um, bro, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped about that. That's going to be fun. We'll come well-researched. And well-informed, ready to go. <laughs> you say that with a smile because the research is 30 seconds before you hit start on Zoom. <laughs> <laughs> we got to turn this thing off. We just keep blowing holes in our podcast. Jeez, we did an episode that we couldn't even release last week. That's why we... <laughs> oh, that's why we didn't release so Actually, we did two episodes. That's why we're two weeks. <laughs> uh, I posted that. I first. I posted the first one. This one's going to go out on Monday. We're recording this on a Friday. This one's going to go out on Monday. Um, the one we recorded last week finally got posted today. <laughs> oh man, we're new at this. We're getting better. We're going to hire professionals to make this a better setup. To make this a better produced mm. podcast. The same way our listeners should be hiring professional. To get out there and, and and hit and hit all their goals and make their dreams happen. Peace.